Hello, this is Black Country Blokes chewing the fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the mums, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I haven't got any major problems, and touch wood, hopefully they last. Um... It's not what you say about health. I heard a lovely saying once. And it's when you're well, you wish for a thousand things. But when you're poorly or someone who you love is ill, you only wish for one thing. And that's for either you to get better or for them to get better. I'm just going to say, we, it looked like we had a sound issue, but it's now solved. So I don't think they've got our two gratitudes, Kev. But, uh, so I don't know whether you want to say it again or... Well, I was just grateful for the time I got to spend with me and my wife and my daughter. We had a long weekend. Yeah, and me, I was saying, very similar to Kev, I um, I went away last week with the family to our caravan, um, but what I'm most grateful for was the two rainy days while we what, that we had there, um, just because it meant we didn't have to do anything, so we just stopped and watched films, all the family just sat down and watched films for two days, and it was just great not to have to do anything and just relax. So would you, could you tell us um, what the Black Country would turning is, or what would turning is? Um Okay, wood turning is is basically a is a part of woodworking. Okay, and essentially it uses a lathe, i.e., a, a machine that has a motor on one end, with some method of of clamping a piece of wood uh, on and and making it spin around, uh, and then you use metal chisels to shape that wood into whatever you want it to be. It could be chair legs, it could be chest figures, it could be candlesticks, it could be platters, bowls, hollow forms, you name it. Uh, so that is essentially wood turning. I mean, generally, the motto is brown and round. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Although, having said that, in, uh, uh, in, in, in the sort of most wood turners also work with embellishments, color, texture, pyrography, where you burn little things into the surface or you use a little uh, Dremel bit to, to carve uh, surface textures out and, and you put color on it and, and whatever. You know, there's, there's no limit. Whatever, wherever the imagination takes you. The Black Country Woodturners is a club. As the name says, we're in the Black Country. Our, our uh, home base is at the uh, Dudley College in Dudley itself, uh, where we have we rent a room from them in the back. Uh, we meet there once a month in person, and then uh, once a month uh, we also have a Zoom meeting uh, where people sort of you know, just participate via Zoom. I mean, uh, we have at the moment about forty members. Always varies a little bit. Uh, and we're always we're always uh, happy to have more uh, people walk in and up to a limit, <laughs> because the <laughs> Dudley College have told us that we can only have I think fifty people in the room, or, or something like that, because of fire security. I mean, okay, but we're not anywhere near that limit. So you know, whoever wants to come along, 
And is it just once a month you get together and do the work and the rest you do at home? Um, by and large, yes. But I mean, the club also does all sorts of other events. You know, we, uh, for example, we we donate quite a lot of money to the to the Mary Stevens Hospice. That's our chosen charity, and and we participate in a lot of their events. If they put something up in in, in public, you know, then then we generally are there with a stand to sort of uh, entertain people and also sell some of our bits, hopefully, and, and whatever we sell there goes back to the hospice as a, as a donation. And then and there's uh, numerous other sort of events, generally community events around the Black Country, where where we try to participate. So. We, we spoke off air that uh, you had a job before in South Africa that was nothing related to woodwork at all. How did you come to be a professional wood turner? Oh, that's a bit of a story. I mean, my brother and I, we we always, as kids, we, did, did, we built little model aeroplanes. Not the plastic ones, the wooden ones, you know, with, with uh, little combustion engines, and then we flew them with remote control. And then as, as I went through life, that sort of went to sleep, but I didn't really have much time. And in South Africa, my, my first marriage fell apart, and then I had a lot of time in my hands, so I started model building again, uh, especially scratch-build ship models, completely from wood. And scratch-build meaning you only have a plan. You make all the parts yourself, everything, Okay. That went went for a couple of years, and we then then we 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 had to leave South Africa and, and arrived here in the UK. Couldn't do much for a couple of years, and eventually ended up in a place where I had a little a little garden house that offered me the opportunity again. And I kitted it out to start that model building, the ship model building again. And then uh, and I bought myself an engineering lathe, uh, i.e. a metal lathe, actually, you know, and. Uh, and then my stepson came along and said, oh, can I have a go? Can I have a go? So I thought, mm, what do we do? What do we do? So I said, I know. We make a mallet. So we made a mallet. I still use it to this day. Yeah. Then my wife came along and said, oh, can I have a go? <laughs> and I said, okay. And we made a, a kitchen roll holder, which we still use to this day. <laughs> and that's. Uh, and then I started just faffing around with pieces of wood and completely unsuitable tools. Didn't have a clue what I was doing, uh, but I had a lot of fun. And that's when I thought, hmm, maybe I should research this. Maybe there, there, should, there must be more to this. And I found out there was a lot more. And uh, by that time, it was already way too late. The bug was in. <laughs> You've been gripped. Yes, completely. And... Uh, uh, and then I, I took some tuition from some professional returners. And that's when I started looking around and I thought, you know, really, um, it would make a sense if there was a local community, a local club or something to join them and, and sort of exchange ideas, maybe learn from other people, you know, that sort of stuff. And I found the Black Country Woodturners. Um, that was, I think, 10 years ago. Um, at that time, they they were struggling to um, yeah to to keep or get members. They, their membership, including myself, was eighteen at the time. Um, but then after two years or so, the the most of the uh, committee at the time uh, retired and said we don't want to do it anymore. So a new committee was elected, and I stood up and I said, okay, I'm going to be the webmaster. I'll build you a new website, and we had the good luck of having found a few people who are uh, 
happy and willing to put a lot of energy in. So now we have a membership of about 40, some varies a little bit, 40 to 45, you know, and, uh, and we're in a happy place. And we can offer a good program to our members. We can, we have uh, demo evenings where we have other professional woodturners come along and show us what they do. We have hands-on events where, where people, you know, new members can learn from the more experienced ones. And then, as I said, we do these community events like the uh, Mary Stephen stuff and, and, and various other bits uh, where we just sort of, well, we try and find new members, but we also sort of promote the craft as such. And yeah, yeah. I think people are probably wondering why why you kind of come on a, a mental health podcast, and I think because <laughs> because but it all relates. We've said this many a times before that you have to find your medicine that helps you get get through life, and and having a community like that with a common interest yeah. gets people out of the house. Number one, yeah. there's nothing worse than sitting in your house and Absolutely. and having that that mental strain onto yourself. You know, and it's a good outlet because me and Kevin have been on a, a journey before where we've drank too much and done this and did that and done the kind of the bad things to try and help our mental health. And now we do this podcast, which is a positive to help ours. And it's the same with that, isn't it? It gets people out the house. You've, you've created a community and you're all there for a common cause. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I... Um, one of the more active club members doing it full time now, you know, there are other club members who are quite active, but we have a lot of club members who don't do a lot of wood turning, but they still come yeah. to our meetings because it's, it's a nice way for them to get out of the house, have a, a, a good conversation with people that they share a common interest with, um, have a coffee, have a chat, you know, and uh, yeah. So I'm I'm pretty sure uh, there's quite a fair few of them uh, who would otherwise yes just sit at home and <coughs> not do much other than watching TV. Yeah. Yeah. So, what what would you say your most favourite thing or the, the thing you're most proud of making? Me. Yeah. Ha! Oh God! What kind of question? <laughs> uh, the the. The most you term in terms of wood or in life general. No, well, we'll go with wood we'll first. go with both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I have two children from my first marriage, who have both who are quite high achievers. Both of them. Uh, my son is a doctor in and works in the university hospital in Basel in Switzerland, and my daughter is a, a psychologist and she works for Capgemini, somewhere in Germany in Berlin, I believe. So you know, I'm I'm quite proud of having put two young people into life that that have achieved well. Um, along with that goes my stepson Michael, who came along when I met my second wife. He was three years old, um, stroppy little bastard he was then. <laughs> uh, but now uh, he is a very successful project manager. And uh, I reckon in about two years' time, he will earn about as much money as I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not even 30 yet. Okay. So he's, he's very good with people. He's, he's uh, you know, and I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I, that I and, and my second wife would be together. We, we have basically put, uh, put things in front of him, allowed him to grow into a confident young man, um, that clearly is successful. And what, what more can you want from your children? Yeah. 
and as in woodwork or what thing yeah, stands out there. Woodwork, yeah. Uh, well, I uh, I don't know. I mean, I've done so many beautiful things. I mean, I. I am um, via the club, the Black and Woodturners. We are also associated with the Association of Woodturners of Great Britain, the AWGB, and they have a seminar every two years where they invite international woodturners. So you get to see people that that come from all over the world: the Norway, uh, France, Italy, Greece, USA, you name it, Canada, you know, um, and uh, everybody who goes. <coughs> sorry for that. Everybody who goes to the seminar is allowed to bring a couple of pieces along <coughs> who will be displayed, which will be displayed in what they call an instant gallery. And then on the second or third day, the uh, uh, they, the judges uh, go around and pick from that instant gallery 50 pieces that will go on a two-year tour throughout the UK. Yeah. So wherever the AWGB <coughs> has a stand... Or where they can find place in a gallery or so. <coughs> I'm sorry, I need to drink a lot. You carry on. They uh, put up a, a display of these of these pieces. Um, I have been to three seminars, and every single time a piece of mine has been picked to go on tour. Oh, brilliant. Because I think, like, sometimes, this is why I say, it's like when, like, uh, when you're creative, as in painting or making things out of wood or writing, you can actually see it. Kind of like, you know, like uh, an architect can see he's made a beautiful building, a beautiful thing, and it, that that becomes rewarding because you're seeing what you can create. Absolutely. And I think, like, with someone like that who like might not be an outward speaker or can't communicate as how he might do, but he communicates with his art. <clears throat> and I think sometimes it, it must be lovely for some people within your club and they go, you know what, I made that chess piece or I made that bowl or... Yes, absolutely. And and I mean, for me, that was also an important aspect because in, in my main career, I, I worked in IT. Okay. Um, and a lot of stuff that goes in IT... It's just inside the computer. You can't really put your hands on it, right? Mm. You write a piece of software, but it's not anything tangible, mm. you know? Mm. Uh, and then you go into your workshop and you take a piece of wood, and then an hour later you come out of your workshop and you have a candlestick. So, yeah. Or a bowl or, or whatever, okay? And yes, you're right. It, that, that is very satisfying. Mm. And, and I, I think a lot of club members also get that satisfaction from making something with their hands. And was it like from you to anyone who's listening might realise your accent isn't naturally from the black country? <laughs> no, I'm not. And was it nice to like? Was it a good way of meeting new people and being part of the community? That was definitely good. Although I have to confide in you that when I arrived here uh, 21 years ago. I did struggle a bit with that black country accent. <laughs> <laughs> we still do now. <laughs> it, it makes me laugh because people who've studied English at the <laughs> highest level, and they go, but you guys don't speak English around the black country. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's such a thick dialect. It's not even an accent, is it? I, I remember, I 
Michael was, I don't know, six or seven. So we would have been here, I don't know, three or four years. Um, no, only two years, maybe one or two years. And we, we took a, a Sunday afternoon walk along the canals here, you know, yeah. and, and we ran uh, into somebody, some guy who was doing some fishing in the canals. And Michael showed some interest. So Helen says, that's my second wife, she says, why don't you go ahead with, with Michael and then ask this guy some questions and I'm sure they, they, he can uh, explain to you. So I woke up to this guy and said to him, um, hello, my name is Wolfgang, this is my stepson Michael. Michael is really interested in what you're doing here. Would you mind explaining to him? So this guy looked at Michael and said, yeah, sure. <laughs> and it went on for five minutes. So when he was finished, I looked at him and said, wow, that was interesting. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure my wife would like to hear that. Would you mind? <laughs> so I called Helen over and said, said to this guy, this is my wife. Would you mind? You know, and he says, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I said, when he's finished, <clears throat> we both thanked him very much, walked on our merry way. And as we walked away, and now Helen is born in the Peak District, okay, Huntington. So she's a, she calls herself a simple English country girl, okay. <laughs> and uh, so we walked away, and I said to her, sort of quietly, I said, she didn't understand any of that. And she said, not a word. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the worst black country accent of a college world gang. I mean, it obviously varies, and I'm, I'm, I'm fully aware that I still have a German accent, yes. Um, I've lost my teacher. My wife says she can't hear it any longer, so this is just the way I talk. <laughs> so now... It, it is a funny old place, isn't it? And um, I think the people around here are very kind, very genuine. They just can't speak very good English. <laughs> <laughs> can't have everything. Yes, can't have it varies, you know, I mean... Getting back onto the to the club, so if I was to come to your club as a um, person who's never done any kind of wood turn in his life, what would I expect? Do you have the tools there for me to yes. kind of get going? Do I get going on the first day, or is it? Do you you know? It, it obviously it depends what kind of meeting you come to. You know, if you come to a demo evening, then basically everybody sits in the audience and watches a professional wood turner demonstrate a particular subject. Like a particular technique or whatever, you know, that there's there's a large variety of things. So you really you don't get to do much yourself. However, there are also quite a few hands-on meetings where the specific purpose really is that people like you would come in and team up with a more experienced club member and then uh, and then they say, okay, show me how to do this, show me how to do that. When I do that, this always happens. Why is that? And then you you can learn from the more, it's basically free tuition. Oh, it's once a month, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, but yes, you could come, you wouldn't have to have a lathe, you don't need to have tools, you could just, and, and we, we don't force people to become members right away. You know, you, you come along for one or two meetings, free of charge, have a, a good snoop around, figure out whether this might be for you or not, um, and then take it from there. And how would you become a member? Uh, <clears throat> basically, when when on all in of these meetings, there are some members of the committee there, of the club committee, and they can forward, you can take on your details, forward them to the membership secretary, and there is a form to fill in, and then there's a little fee to pay, 
which basically covers uh, insurance, AWGB membership, and and the room that we hire at the Dudley College. You know, that's, that's basically that the things that have to be covered, uh, and that's it. Quick and easy. We have, we don't really have any age restrictions, but we generally we you know anybody who's younger than sixteen. Mm. has to be accompanied by a consenting adult. Mm. I mean, you know all of this, I presume, you know. I think that'd be great, though, to be able to take your, your son along or your daughter along and, and do it as a shared experience, kind of. Creating uh, something yeah, together. Yeah, that's it, creating something together, because I can tell you last time I did that with my son, unless it was uh, playing on video games, you know, something out there, something that's a bit more real. And, uh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a, the only limit, really, is that in order to use a lathe, you have to be a certain height, right. unless we put lots of pallets under you. <laughs> we don't, you know, and you, have, you don't need a lot of strength. You know, there is, there are very few things in wood turning that require muscle. Hmm. Okay, so machines doing the work. Yes, and, and, and the tools. You're just guiding the tools to be in the right place. Uh, at the right time, and and the machine basically does the cutting. If you have to use strength, it's most likely you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Okay, um, it's obviously something, and this is why we have to have insurance. You you are dealing with pieces of wood going around at anywhere between five hundred and three thousand RPM, and the tools are sharp. Uh, so you know. Uh, if you don't watch out, you can't get hurt. Um, this is why you have to have insurance. Uh, but the club provides that insurance, you know, that, that's included in the club membership fee. And that's what's great about having professionals, are you're less likely to get injured with someone who's been there and done it and yeah. can show you. Because no doubt you can do, do that dangerously without realising. I have made mistakes. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and I've hurt myself quite a bit. I've got lucky. Okay. It could have ended up a lot worse. Uh, but yes, I have had accidents. So I've learned my lessons. Um, and uh, yes, it's a, you should always ask somebody who's a bit experienced whether this is safe or not hmm. until you're confident enough yourself you know, to judge the situation. Well, that's great. I think that's uh, everything for today then. But you said a lovely saying uh, at this... Um, so I would like to finish with um, a quote or a saying. And what was that saying you said to me earlier? I think I mentioned to you earlier that there's a, a saying going around in, in woodturning circles, which applies to just about anything in life, though. It's uh, that the master has failed more often than the beginner has tried. Um, and uh, I think that applies everywhere, yeah. And I think that does. Because we're saying, like, people see, oh, it's easy for you to have these musters. Oh, it's easy for But you didn't see the journey that I had to go through to get to be this good? Look, everybody starts out as a total beginner. I did. Yeah. Okay. I I didn't know the right end of the tool from the wrong end. Mm-hmm. Um, I used completely unsuitable tools, had no idea, and, and 10 years later, I'm doing it for a living. So essentially, I mean, I could have cut this short by taking up a proper apprenticeship, which would have taken three years. But <laughs> <laughs> I needed to pay off a mortgage in the meanwhile. Yes. So I did it as a hobby. Yeah, you can still get there, yes. Well, thank you ever so much for coming on. Is there anything else you'd like to say before before we go? Is there anything else you want to say about your organization or 
basically, all I want to say is, you know, everybody is welcome. We there is there is there there is no basically no age limit other than being physically able to do the the thing. There is we certainly welcome any minorities, any gender. It has there there is no limit at all. Okay, the more the merrier, and. Uh, Membership is not expensive, you know. We charge forty pound a year, and then there's, there's yeah. As I said, most of that goes into room rental and, and things like that, you know. Um, there are a few extra charges for some of the demos, you know, because professional woodturners they charge a fee. And we have to cover that, and uh, and it's a yeah, it's a. I think it's a good crowd. Um, there, there is a lot of friendliness going around, uh, you know, a bit of banter. Um, I have never, we have never had any hostility or anything like that in, in any of the club meetings. And I've been a member of that club for nigh on 10 years now. So, you know, <clears throat> if, if anybody is interested in, 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 in woodworking, maybe this is something interesting. Or if they just want to get out of the house. Yeah. We're happy to have them. That's Fantastic. Well, guys, until we see you next time, I want you all to take care of yourselves and each other. Draw a bit. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you'd like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page, and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, tarot a bit. Listen, listen.